Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1977 Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, directed by George Lucas, starring Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? I watched a movie that I'd missed out on since the 80s called Working Girl. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen it, Dave. Oh well, you you. I, I think Am you're I missing okay. out on it. You know, huh? it, it's it's a good movie, but you're not missing really anything. Is, is that Sigourney Weaver? In yeah. That? Okay. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver, Harrison Ford, right? Ironically, right. and Melanie Griffith. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's in my Netflix queue. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, yeah that, that's how I think I'll never watch that's it. That's how I saw it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's 150,000 movies in that queue, dude. I know, the queue just keeps getting bigger. Ugh. I know. But it's it's a quality film, but um, yeah, it's, it's unremarkable for me. Okay. So, yeah. All right, well, I watched something I'd missed before, too. 1973's Paper Moon oh. by Peter Bogdanovich okay. with Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really good movie, dude. Yeah. I, I know it's been lauded for a while, especially because of Tatum O'Neill's performance, yep. and she won Best Supporting Actress at like 10 years old or Age some nine, crap. right? Yeah. Which, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she was fine. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to give a kid actress an award that year, Linda Blair was also nominated for The Exorcist. Uh-huh. She should have taken that one. I would agree between those two, yes. Yeah, but this is a basically just a road movie with an odd friendship Mm-hmm. Thrown in where he takes this girl across the state line of Kansas and Missouri, and he's kind of a con man. Yep. And she helps him out, and they, you know, learn to like each other sure. over the course of the movie. But you know what? This is like the one of the finest examples of that story you can find. It is. It's it's very well done. It's very good. So mm-hmm. I would recommend Paper Moon. Right. Now let's talk about. 1977 Star Wars, Dave. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis (laughs) so they know what it is? (laughs) Well, if you're unfamiliar with Star Wars, I I guess you wouldn't be listening to this show. Um, You you probably wouldn't be alive, I guess. You know, (laughs) breathing... You know, sucking air. Um, I guess you know everybody. Everybody knows about a New Hope, and and everybody. I I want to say at the top that you know it's it's. I'll just say this to you, man. Uh-huh. Like it's really hard for me to talk about these movies on the podcast. Me too. You know, because um, it's it's going to sound like we're just kind of gushing over things, and like accuracy is so important with these movies. Yeah, the internet will get right on top of you. Absolutely, they Ooh. are just going to you know like give you. I mean, like elbow drops every time you, you 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 screw up the smallest detail, you know. And I I get it, I understand it, but but the you know just to let everybody know, look, I have seen the movie as many times as you have, but I might not know it, you know. I might not know every right, frame right. of the film, you know, the way you do. So right, right. And as we've said, if you've heard any of our other Star Wars episodes, I, I'm the resident expert here. That's right. I like all of the movies, even the bad ones. Uh, I wouldn't recommend the bad ones, but I still like them. <laughs> right. Is that bad? I don't know. No, you, you've still seen them a million times. I've seen and, all of them. And you know, you know them backward and forward. My famous yeah. quote, I'll still watch episode two another dozen times before I die. That's right. So That's right. Uh, this is the original, folks. Episode four, New Hope. Originally just called Star Wars uh, because no one knew if they were making sequels or not. <laughs> right. And George will tell you he had it planned the whole time. Oh, what and, a joke. you know, you yeah. can get into that. Uh-huh. But, um. Yeah, these episodes are so hard to talk about because everybody freaking knows Star Wars. I, know. I mean, everybody knows Back to the Future. Like, That's right. How are you going to talk about that? And like, usually we kind of tell about the story, what happens. We go through the plot a little bit to get to our talking points. Uh huh. 
this movie, you don't really need to do that. No. And I'm glad we're establishing that at the top, you know, because like, yeah, th- this is unlike the other movies that we do where, where, where it's required that you have to like, you know, set the tone or whatever, because this one, there are no talking points. It's just talking about Star Wars. Definitely. You know? Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's really all we need to do. We, 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 we can like, and try to maybe bring something new to the discussion. It, that's going to be tough. But, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> so which version did you watch? Did, was it had all the special editions? Yes, stuff in I, it? Okay. I, I haven't seen the original cut since they put it in theaters back at like they re-released it in 97. 97 was the theatrical release of the yeah. special editions. Oh, that's right. OK, so that so actually I haven't seen the original cut then since I was a kid. Okay. Because I've only seen the special editions since then. I, I, as a kid, I probably saw the originals, you know, I mean, a lot of times, but, but right. you know. Like I've said before, I own a couple. I own the VHS release that was before the special edition release. Right. So I have that in my basement, folks. I need a VHS player if anyone wants to hook me up. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I watched the latest Blu-ray copy, I guess. So, okay. you know. Right. The special edition stuff looks better in this latest edition, uh-huh. but it still looks pretty terrible. Yes. Um, I guess let's talk about the special edition yeah, shit. Yeah, let's, I, let's I do mean, it. That's fine. Are you as familiar with the original cut yes. as... Okay, yeah. so you were able to tell all the crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty obvious what George Lucas added later. Of course. Because it looks terrible. Yeah, and it looks out of place. Mm-hmm. And I guess really what, 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 what still bothers all of us is how this is all that's available. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like that you can't just have like a, a a double disc edition with you know both movies. I mean, why right. is that the case? I don't know. Make this the director's cut. Sure, you know, whatever. Uh huh. And you know, and you could charge double for it, and we'd pay it. You know, we would. Of course, <laughs> I'd buy two, man. You yeah, know it, no doubt. Um, yeah, dude. Like, why wouldn't they do that? There's rumors going around that Disney's going to release yeah. the original cut, right? Which, who knows if that's true. I haven't looked into that in ages, because mm-hmm. who knows. But there's also, whatever, there's like a fan cut of the yeah, film out the, there. Yeah, the army cut, the army cut or something like something that? Something like that. But yeah. they've they've pretty much restored the original theatrical version. Right. The ultimate version of this movie, some would say. Mm-hmm. And it's in HD glory. These fans have done this. That That's that's really, that, that's yeoman work on and, the part of fans, yep. you know? I mean, you can go find it. Uh-huh. It's out there. It's not legal, right? But um, right. it's out there. I haven't gotten it myself, folks. But uh-huh. <laughs> who knows? I might risk jail time to to see some sweet, <laughs> yes. sweet Star Wars. That's why I'm sneaking into Rogue One this weekend. <laughs> right. I'm risking jail oh, time. Okay, excellent. Right. I'm not gonna pay twelve dollars. And you'll have your army cut under your arm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be on my flash drive. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like it just looks bad because a lot of it's computer generated. And a lot of it's just unnecessary stuff. I mean, yes, there's multiple reasons why it's not in the original cut of the film, partly because of time and money, like mm-hmm. any film, but technological limitations, like the Job of the Hut stuff. Yeah, they they couldn't even put it in because the character wasn't right apparently, right. and so they have the film George or Harrison Ford walking around some fat guy in a fur suit, yep, pretending he's Jabba, and the scene just doesn't work, man. No, it's awful, and it looks so fake. But there's one thing at the end of this scene I really like. He looks at Jabba the Hutt and says, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. And that's <laughs> that's the Han Solo. That's the Harrison Ford you want to see, man. Yeah. But you you can take that out and keep it because I'm done with it. I know. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's so tacked on and like... I mean, it, it's so weird that the movie existed for 20 years before it was messed with. 
Wow, I mean, yeah. And, and it was, not only had it existed, it had it had been the biggest thing ever yeah. all that time. Mm-hmm. And like the, his, his first well, instinct- You gotta make it better. Is to, is to make it better. <laughs> I mean, it's just so crazy. Imagine like Picasso, like going up to Guarnica, like every 10 years and like, you know, like, adju- you know, Putting some more red in there or whatever. Vinci's trying uh, yes. to finish that smile on Mona Lisa. I yes. didn't get it right, guys. I got exactly. I got to put a droid over here. I got there's a dewback. That's right. This dewback right. is inanimate. It needs to move. <laughs> I mean, just how ridiculous is That's that? That's what that new Inferno movie's about, by the way. Tom Hanks. Oh, is it? it? Oh, okay. yeah. There's dewbacks on the loose in the Louvre. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> God, I can see it now. I know. Just the internet. Is going to be so mad at us. Yeah, We're just uh, look, ripping on it again. And and I I I, I didn't want it to, to turn into this because we let's it, get we out of the way right exactly. Front. We'll just yeah we're, we're, we're it's going to happen. Like you can't help as a Star Wars fan to rip on George Lucas every time there's a mic in front of you. Right, and I'll say some of it's cool looking. Yeah, like some looks good when the X wings are approaching the Death Star. That yep. still looks good. You know, updated explosions and things. It looks looks good. Uh-huh. I mean. These extra scenes and shit that looks terrible, like yes. approaching Moss Eisley, you don't need it, and it's terrible looking, so why even have it in there? Uh-huh. But those little like tweaks to fix the little technical shots that weren't quite right early on when they were developing this technology originally, yeah, improve it a little bit, that's fine with me. Right. That's fine. The Han shot first thing. Okay, um, yeah. I guess we have to talk about that. It's kind of an I, obligation, I guess. I guess, yeah, because because yeah, I know. I mean, it's on everybody's t-shirt. I, and, yeah, it's if, you you, know. if there's a t-shirt or a meme about it, we have to talk about <laughs> yes. it. But honestly, I don't care. No, personally. But yeah, in the original cut, Han just shot Greedo out of cold blood. Yeah, Greedo didn't even shoot people. <laughs> Han was the only one that shot. And I, I guess the reason it doesn't matter very much to us is because we know the truth. I guess so. Our you minds know. have been opened, right? So there, there, there's no reason, to, I guess, to, to 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 bitch about it, like you know, again on the internet. Yeah. But I mean, but like, so so you just know watching that that okay, this scene is going to be over soon, and there's going to be one extra blaster ray uh-huh. come through, and it's not going to come from Han's blaster. It's going to come from you know. Mm-hmm. So just I guess we got to just deal with it, and and you know, like George didn't want us to have nightmares about Han Solo, so. <laughs> What, what you know? What can you do? Well, in the latest movie, he throws like an, a soldier into the mouth of a wrath tar. He does, like out uh, of cold blood, right? Uh, <laughs> and 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 that's that's uh, unfo- and that and that's good because I guess George wasn't involved. Yeah, so. that's right. Han's back, right? Baby. Uh, the the real Han, as as we as we know him, the antihero, uh, a flawed protagonist, is is allowed mm-hmm. to be flawed, mm-hmm. um, and he not and not even so flawed, you know, not 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 like. He's not Walter White. No, you no. Know, it's 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 just a like a someone who who has like one liners and and in the end in every situation always does the right thing. Yeah, definitely. So, Let's you know. move away from special edition and go to character. Yeah, something a lot more fun to talk about. I agree. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah, Han. Like you said, he's the nice anti-hero. Yeah. He's pessimistic, selfish is the perfect word to describe him. Right. Especially in this movie, the original one, mm-hmm. because you know at the end he turns the other way and says, "Hey." I'm not going to help you. And then he comes back and saves the day. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So there's his story arc right there. And then, you know, it, it pops up here and then in the later movies. But uh, in this movie, it's really, well, is he just going to ditch him? This guy's a jerk, man. <laughs> right. And he just shot that alien out of cold blood. Yes. <laughs> when, when you first saw the film, 
did did you think i mean like like well maybe, i guess if you were a kid maybe you didn't know i mean i i guess if i was i, I probably the first time i saw it i was like seven years old yeah I, yeah I me know. too yeah. yeah i'm trying to think of like how how i would have reacted if i had been like 20 years old the first time i saw the movie and you know like like was just wondering is he coming back because it's it's a weird part of I guess that moment is a, is a strange thing to include in the story when you consider like the the bigger story, which is that Luke uses the Force to um when 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 he when he when he leads that raid right. on the Death Star yeah the trench run yes mm-hmm. the trench run is all him letting go right you know so. It's it's weird that Han coming back and joining the rebellion in that moment is kind of presented as all one thing with Luke understanding what's what's inside of him because yeah. like that's what saves the day. Well, it kind of is. I yeah, I see your point, but also Luke wouldn't have done it because Vader was gonna shoot him mm. down. So it is important that Han did come back. You mean to provide like his his yeah, uh, he, support, he's, like wingman? He saved type? Luke's life so Luke could realize his potential. Okay, all right, so, yeah, that's true. As far as being twenty years old and seeing this, you'll be like, I've seen this. He's gonna come back at the end. <laughs> yes, he's gonna <laughs> save the day. Uh-huh. I already know this. Right. Oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> Which a lot of people thought that. Yeah. I mean, the masses didn't, but right. there's a lot of critics of this movie that hated of course. it. Right. You know, it's just a childish movie. And you know what? It is kind of a kids movie, really, but it, it's yeah. deeper than that. Be- because I mean, yeah, it's a kids movie that is a little. That's on the surface, it is like it's just for kids to to enjoy. Like mm-hmm. it's like the old Saturday morning serials that George Lucas was um, right. influenced by, Flash Gordon and all that stuff. But he also took a lot of influence from Kurosawa, and right, you yeah. know, I mean, everything like even down down to like the droids. Like it's a good stand-in for for like that peasant who's always you know like in those kinds of movies yep. and and you're like looking at the story through their eyes and they're kind of commenting on the action. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, three PO and and R two are 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 kind of like those people in Seven Samurai. You know, like you yep. could put them in there as humans and it would kind of fit. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep, and and he's even said that's where he that's he got that from those movies. Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, he got all his archetypes from Joseph Campbell. Like yes. we had, we were talking about off air. Right, couldn't remember who Joseph Campbell was. Folks. <laughs> we're gonna admit it right now. Yeah, that's right. We're not super knowledgeable no. movie no. guys. We we got something wrong. <laughs> and and I mean, listen. Well, we're not super literary guys. I for, guess for, so. For, yeah. For one, yeah. Absolutely. That, that's you know. <laughs> now, if he was a director, we would have. Oh, known of course, that, right? we would have pulled that right away. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he he drew, drew on all this stuff to make this deeper movie. Yeah. This deeper story that everyone could enjoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, forty years later, well, here we are still talking about it like it just came out. I mean, that that's that's the that's kind of the the really bizarre thing about Star Wars is that every generation of people, like eight year olds, are having this conversation right now. I know about dude. Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it will continue that way until the day we die. They're going to be on episode forty eight, and and people are still going <laughs> right, to be doing dude. podcasts about episode four. Um, uh, they will. I mean, just breaking it down because there's so much to unpack throughout this whole mm-hmm. thing, and you can talk about it for the rest of time. Now, because this movie was so huge, like it really, you know, not only changed culture in America at least and around the world. Yeah. I mean, you, you can guarantee that, but 
change the careers of these people involved for that's sure. Right. Yeah. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about that stuff sure. because mm-hmm. that's not about the movie. It's about the effects of the movie. Yes, the acting and, and, and the actors. You know, right. there's a billion podcasts talking about, oh, I love when they battle with the, <laughs> with the TIE fighters, <laughs> right. which we do too. Yeah, But um, we're going to talk about this. So obviously Harrison Ford has come out the best from this. Yeah. Um, he's gone on to do great, great movies. Tons of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Academy Award nominations. Of course. And did he ever win an Academy Award? He was never, he never won. He he was nominated for, uh, f- I, I believe, Witness. And um, I th- I'm trying to think of any other, of, of his the other Fugitive? nominations. Was it, was it the Fugitive? Tommy Lee was, Jones was nominated yeah, for Tommy that. Lee Jones I don't know if Harrison Ford was. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, he's done great stuff since yep. then. Carrie Fisher, most people would be like, who? <laughs> oh, is, Princess Leia. Yeah, yeah. W- which is really sad because she, she has done some good work. She's done some good things, man. She was in, um, what, what was the John Landis movie we did? Amazon Women on the Moon. That's right. She did a sketch in that. Uh, she was she in, in The Burbs. Yep, The Burbs. She's really yep. good in that. Mm-hmm. She's in Hannah and Her Sisters. I mean, yeah. she, she's worked with Woody Allen. Yep, definitely. Like, she, she's done a lot of stuff, and, and she's she's been relegated to um, like Princess Leia status, which, uh-huh. you know... I mean, it's an iconic role, and, that, and that's great. But but like she's done, she has been an actor, you know, a successful actor for the last forty years as well. Yeah, and I think she's good. I don't think she's great, but I think right. she's she's a good actress. Yeah. And Mark Hamill, probably as Luke Skywalker, he has lost lots of opportunities. <laughs> yes, he has because he can't just be, do a movie because he's Luke, man. I mean, his other most famous role is uh, from Batman, the, the animated ba- the series. Anime. Yeah, Joker. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's great as the Joker. He's really good. Most people will say he is the Joker. He probably is number one. None I of mean, these other guys are the Joker. I know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 everyone who kind of like is really into the DC universe like talks about the definitive Joker is Mark Hamill. Uh-huh. Which, I mean- And you don't even see him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I mean, like- the, the, he's been relegated to the back of the screen. That's like he's behind the camera now. That's more of an indictment than than the career of <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Yeah. yeah, is is that Mark Hamill is known his other most famous role as an actor is as a voice actor, mm-hmm. which I mean, well, that shows his talents too. Like, oh, he's it does, great. it does. But but I mean, just not in like, and, and when we're talking about like like where they're, um, I guess they're renowned and and they're people like knowing who they are. It's it's the movie star. You know, like star wattage type stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. like like what casual people who aren't film critics or film appreciators do do they know who this person is? Right. And you know, like in the popular imagination, everybody knows Mark Hamill if they know his name as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Sorry, Mark Hamill. I mean, you're you've made a fortune, but I mean, maybe <laughs> yes. your artistic choices had been limited from it. And it's possible. I, I'm sure everyone in the movie felt that way too. I agree. And obviously. Harrison Ford has become the biggest actor out of it, but it also had Peter Cushing and yeah. Alec Guinness in the uh-huh. movie, yeah, which was awesome. And they, I would say, they give the best performances in the movie. Also, um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I, I would agree with. I mean, especially Peter Cushing, like, yeah, for me. definitely as yeah. Grandma Tarkin, uh-huh. uh, chilling performance, yeah, very good. He's totally believable as you know, like like a number one evil, you know, like like uh-huh. as a, as a main antagonist. Yes, yeah, definitely. And you think, okay, Darth Vader's the main villain, right? Really, Tarkin's kind of behind all of that stuff in this movie. He's he's in, he's in charge. He's the bad guy in charge. Yeah, because right. it looks like Vader's reporting to him. That's Isn't that right. crazy? <laughs> it's so weird to think. And, I know. And yeah. like what we know now from the subsequent films and you know expanded universe or whatever the hell you want to talk about. Uh-huh. Vader is the number two in the whole galaxy. You know, behind the Emperor. And and Grand Moff Tarkin was writing his PE. You know, for, for <laughs> yeah, however yeah. many years. I mean, it, it's so it's so nuts. I mean. 
he 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 releases uh you know he he releases his force you know uh choke you know on Grand Marf Tarkin's uh orders uh-huh you know it's it's one of the most famous scenes yep. in the movie Vader release him yes as you wish uh, I think that's what he says he does say or is that Princess Bride no he says as you wish but he, he, he pulls a Wesley in that scene <laughs> he pulls scene. a Wesley yeah yeah <laughs> dread pirate Vader uh, that's right um but yeah yeah I mean they're it's all great. Yeah, all the all the actors are good, including James Excuse Earl me. Jones as well. And James Earl, Earl Jones' voice work really makes the Vader character. Yep, can't have uh, what's his name, David Prowse. David Prowse talking in that high pitched British voice he has. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. We've talked about David Prowse one other time on the show, <laughs> and it's so weird because like I don't know where that voice is coming from. If if people, if you uh, listeners, if you watch the 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 behind the scenes like stuff on any Star Wars DVD, you'll see David Prowse actually acting. Alongside Carrie Fisher and in, 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 in other people in the scenes, and he's doing the lines, the, the dialogue of Darth Vader. He's actually doing the lines, yeah. Um, he did, did them on set so that people would have something to act off of, and it's a weird voice, and it's not his voice. It's, it's so strange because in, in Clockwork Orange, he doesn't talk like that. No. He has a very, like, you know, he's a baritone, and, mm-hmm. and yet in, in these scenes where he's just shrieking, I mean, like, like he he kind of screwed himself. He didn't give himself a chance to, to come on, dude. You know? yeah, yeah, speak in your lower timber voice. That's you know? right. They gave it to James, man. Yes. you gotta go low. <laughs> That's yes, because because <laughs> Darth Vader would have a deep voice, and on you know, I I guess it was the right choice to use the most famous voice in the world. You yeah, know, to pretty for the much. Character, you know? Pretty much. You think Morgan Freeman would have been in it if uh, he was around back then? Yes, if if he had had his cachet <laughs> that he does now, yes, it would have been him. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but in 1977 he was just a journeyman, so yeah, he dude, missed yeah, out. Yep, poor Morgan Freeman. What <laughs> what could have been? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what's like some of your favorite scenes in the movie, Dave? Oh, okay, favorite scenes in the movie. Um, I really love the sequence for whatever reason when Luke and Han, uh, first when they go to to rescue Leia. Uh huh. Um. I like when they're grab assing together, like like just in the control room, before um, they go get Leia. Yes, yeah. When Han is just messing with the buttons, <laughs> and he's kind of giving his philosophy on you know like like just on being like, a rogue. Why are we risking our lives for exactly. a princess? Yes, yes. Yeah. I I just love Harrison Ford in that scene. I, I mm-hmm. think he's really. Uh, giving a great performance, and I love Mark Hamill getting already jealous about Leia. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he it's already started. They haven't even seen her yet, right? Um, and he's already like like looking at looking at uh, Han Solo like Fred Savage <laughs> would look at somebody in Wonder Years who was bigger than them, right? Well, you know? I mean, he's got Han Solo as competition, so he's he's like a little worried there. I do this. I'm not saying I wouldn't do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I was competing with 1977 Harrison Ford for a lady. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> of course I'd do it too, but it, it's it's and, and I I really love like his I guess both their performances in the scene and um, yeah you know I really love Mark Hamill's like reactions to yes. what Harrison Ford is saying right he's right like, oh, I can't believe this guy like, <laughs> yes, and then he turns around he's like she's rich you know he, uh-huh, he knows how to yeah, get to him that's right right it's, it's all a really great performance it is. And then throughout this whole part, uh, of course, Obi Wan is is going through the rest of the ship, you know, uh-huh. like you know, looking for Vader because he knows that that that's this is the final showdown for himself, right? Um, you know, he, he's he's trying to like ferret Vader out for this duel that that you know he knows he has to have. Uh huh. Now, now the lightsaber duel, looking back at it, it is quite lackluster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um which sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's the first movie, so it's right. fine. No one knew what could become of this thing, uh-huh. and. 
you know, with every movie that comes out, they just keep getting more elaborate and crazy. Uh-huh. But this fight sucks, man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's a terrible fight. <laughs> now, it, it is a good showdown be- between Master and Apprentice, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good for the story. Yeah. And especially Obi-Wan kind of sacrificing himself. That's right. Uh, although he knows he's going to become the Force or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's going to become one with the Force, yeah. right? And- Back in 1977, when you were 62 years old, you were an old man, and you were 62 years old. Oh, yeah. It wasn't... You're not Liam Neeson. You know? <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not Qui-Gon Jinn. Exactly. Um, so, you know, like, like Alec Guinness was an old 62. He was already... He was kind of a diminutive actor anyway, so yeah, he, he wasn't, you know... Like, he was good as a he wise... He was going out the door, man. Yes. As a, as a man who would give sage advice and very wise, he's great. But, I mean... Like and and they 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 couldn't pull a, a a Count Dooku and just paste Alex's face on the yeah, on, the, yeah, on yeah. the you know body of a younger person, <laughs> uh, which is the most horrific effect <laughs> in the whole series probably. I need to watch that again. Oh man, it's so good. Did you just see this little sim of Christopher it's so Lee? Dumb. Oh god, it's awful. Yeah, it's oh yeah, it's really bad. Prequel shit. haters. Yeah. Hashtag prequel. Yes, haters. Uh, come at us, everybody. Right. Uh, you know you you've done it already. So you know we 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 want more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is definitely lacking by today's standards, but, but like you, you still, I mean, I guess what you're getting from it is the, the, the meaning behind it and, right. um, and Luke's reaction, of course, like him, him not understanding the force yet and, and not knowing why this is a triumphant moment for Obi-Wan. Right. And, and you're experiencing it too as a kid, not knowing, oh my God, he's dead. They you just know. killed him. Right. Oh, he disappeared. Yes. What's going on? Right. As an adult, you're still like, wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, and and it's also it's 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 another like I guess instance of Lucas using like old Saturday morning serial thing. It's it's not a violent you know like his head flies off right like it's it's not Game of Thrones. Um, you know it's right. it's just the guy disappears and he he almost like kind of um. Well, he he does definitely. He give he doesn't give up, but he surrenders to his fate. I mean, like, like yeah, he just well he holds his blade up and yeah. just lets it happen. Yep, yep, because he knows what's gonna happen. That's right. And I think this is never explained. Like, how does he do this or whatever? Like, yeah, how does he do it? Nobody knows. No, I think they tried to throw that shit in the prequel trilogies. Yeah, Qui Gon had discovered something. Like, it was very like thin. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, it was not good. Well, they make mention of it in episode three, I believe, the right very at the end. end. Yeah, because uh, Yoda says Qui Gon discovered something, and then yeah, dot dot dot. That's right. it. And, yeah. and and what? I mean, like like. Why aren't, why aren't we getting any? Did he kind find of... my stash? Yeah, I know. Like, what's going on? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, he he robbed some. He robbed Han's spice freighter, and right, and dude. you know, like had his good stash going. <laughs> I mean, like like what is? Yeah, that 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 is that is really some flimsy shit. When he they throw that in there in the end of episode, three. we'll save that for the episode three podcast. We do <laughs> sometime down the line. Right. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> so my favorite scenes. Uh-huh. Um, I've always loved the scene when. Han is just discouraged by Uncle Owen. Yeah. And he walks out, storms out from the dinner table, and he's standing on that sand dune watching the twin oh, sunset, yeah, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Right. Did I say not? Yeah, you said Han. Oh, Luke. Yes. <laughs> I was no, trying to picture is, the scene. and This yeah. is an expanded universe. <laughs> no, Luke <laughs> walks out. On, sorry, folks. Uh-huh. I don't. I just lost my cred, Dave. Uh, dude, no, you didn't. You, All right, you, you 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 were explaining the scene exactly, and you said Han. Yeah, it's because fun, I love know. Han. Right, but <laughs> <laughs> so he's standing there, and the suns are setting, and it's this gorgeous orange sky. Mm-hmm. 
with like the pink setting on the horizon and John Williams score swells up and you just you just get goosebumps. It's my favorite shot in the movie. I'm so jealous of you for picking this one. <laughs> I can't, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I agree with you. You would have picked it. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's possible. Um, I, okay. You mentioned John Williams, like it might be the greatest music cue. One of the greatest yeah. music cues in cinema history. All movies. I mean, it just comes in right at the, at the perfect moment. And uh-huh. Mark Hamill's face looking out on that, you that know, longing, oh, you know, man, and the two sons and that gorgeous music just coming mm-hmm. right in. And it, and it, it's it's such a, like, it gives you, this is the 50th time you've seen it, maybe more, maybe maybe 500th time you've yeah. seen it, and it gets you every time. You get tears in your eyes. Completely, And you man. just say, yeah. I want to get off this planet, That's man. right, that's right. Nobody understands me. Yep, yep. It, it's the best, it could be one of the best, Little shots. I in agree. All seven movies. I mean, a, a wordless scene that is so evocative and just makes you run the gamut of your own emotions. Right. Wow. And you know, I mean, the music has a big part to do with that. <clears throat> yeah. But it also shows like George Lucas directed this and put this together, worked with editing and had his fingers in everything. Yeah. This is an example of like what he can do. He's capable of this kind of stuff. He had made THX 1138, which is an excellent movie. I'm not a huge fan of American Graffiti, but mm-hmm. it's still a good movie. And then this, like we know that this man like is a capable and at times brilliant filmmaker. Uh-huh. But he decided to cynically disregard his audience to be a businessman. Um, because he had been so screwed over by studio people. Yeah, um, yeah. And like he, he just like unlike other filmmakers who kind of um, just use their art as their weapon, um, he decided to like try to best them at their own game, and he did so. He did. You know, but what did he pay for that? He, what he did paid, he sacrifice? Paid with the with the with the with what we're talking about today. Yeah. You know. Well, he didn't direct another movie. That's right. Until episode one. Yep. And that was terrible, man. <laughs> yes. But, like, <laughs> he didn't have his hands... I mean, he was all over the second and third movies yeah. helping out. Yeah. I mean, he hired competent people to work for him. Yes. But a lot of people think, oh, George Lucas directed these movies. No, he didn't, man. I mean, Empire is definitely all about Irving Kirshner. Irving Kirshner. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Amazing. And, I mean, I do think, though, that, like, Lucas doesn't get enough credit for Empire. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like you said, putting those um, those competent people in the right positions, and also, I, I and I said it during our Empire episode. I don't think any word of dialogue in any Star Wars um, episodes one through six gets in there without first being signed off on by George yeah. Lucas. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. No shots, no words, nothing, no effects. It's all coming from you know, like his approval. Well, if you watch any kind of behind the scenes stuff on these movies, like you'll know. George hired these people to do it for him, yeah. but he was still there all the time doing all kinds of shit. He's like, a shot caller, man. He yeah. was supposed to be resting. I mean, he had a heart attack right. on the first movie because he was overworked so much and yeah. stressed out. Yeah, that's right. So he, that's why he was sitting out these next times, but he was still at everything, yep. doing everything. And and about his pedigree too. I mean, like like we're talking about like what a like when he shows these flashes of brilliance. I mean, his contemporaries, his best friends in life. Are Martin Scorsese, Brian De Palma, and Francis Ford Coppola, Steven Spielberg? Yeah, 
You know, like yeah. like all of the greatest American filmmakers of the 1970s and like the, the people who we know as the luminaries of the industry. Right. Um, they changed American cinema. Exactly. And he was there with them and he was going to be with them like, you know, to also change things. Well, he did. And he did. But yeah. his career suffered yeah. the biggest way possible. Right. Like he changed movies more than either of those, any of those people. That's true. I, I would say. The movie business, yes. The movie business, yeah. definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe not as artistically as some of these other people. Yeah. Or as, as great of stories, but he's in that group. Totally. Like, people forget that, though, mm-hmm. because of what happened with Star Wars. Right, and that he didn't follow it up with anything like... like I mean, even, even if he had done... Like, if he had been the writer-director on Empire and Jedi, he's got to do something else after that. Right, you know? and he's produced you know the indiana jones movies and yes. all that like he's had lots of success but never writing directing like he did right before right and and that's kind of a tragedy really because <laughs> yeah like we've said he is very capable totally man of making great films and i mean he came from american zotrope with with coppola i mean yeah he, he you know like he's studied under he, he's he knows what like groundbreaking film is supposed to look like <laughs> You know, it's it's pretty sad. Sad, sad day. Yeah. God. He was on the set for Godfather 3. He was one of the only people who was allowed on set, you know, Uh because he's a contemporary. He's he's a friend of the greatest filmmakers. And I think he was one of the only people that believed in Steven Spielberg when he was doing Jurassic Park or something or Jaws even. Uh Like he was there for him the whole time. Yeah. And I I know Steven Spielberg's actually had Lucas's back during the production of episode four right everyone else said this is gonna be shit and spielberg <laughs> was one of the only people who was like dude this is this is magic yeah exactly Th- this is everything this is going to uh-huh. to completely upend the industry mm-hmm. um he was he was very encouraging to martin scorsese when he's making gangs of new york mm-hmm. um he was like just totally there for him and when martin won best director at last for the departed finally when they brought out coppola spielberg and george lucas you know, to, to present the award, I was like, there's no way they're going to deny <laughs> Marty tonight when they bring out his three best friends. When you see those you know, guys up right. there. I mean, no way. Exactly. So a huge <laughs> moment, a huge, like, kind of just turn for the whole, like, what we knew as as the Academy Awards. George Lucas is in there with them. Mm-hmm. He, this guy's huge. And, and don't forget, Star Wars was nominated for Best Picture. Best Picture. Best Director. George Lucas was nominated for Best Director. And he probably should have won. Probably. I mean, definitely. What else was 77? I can't remember. Woody Allen won Best Director for, for oh, Annie Hall. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, I love Annie Hall, and it's an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is better than Annie Hall, everybody. <laughs> it just is. I would say that, too. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and George Lucas, you know, he should have a Super Bowl ring right now, but he doesn't because, you know, and maybe that would have catapulted him. Maybe that would have, you know, like, like made him like, I guess more inspired. Maybe um, it's possible if, if he hadn't been both treated by the studio so shabbily and also, you know, maybe uh, definitely snubbed by the Academy over what was, what's proven to be a great film, but, but, but not as great as star Wars. Certainly. George <laughs> Lucas, everybody. Yeah. See, right, we exactly. don't, we don't just hate. We know how great he is. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about, Dave? Sure. We we can talk about Lucas as a um I I've I've been in preparation for this episode and just to watching the movie again for the however many, you know, hundredth mm-hmm. time. I'm also like like trying to read some very serious academic studies about Star Wars, uh-huh. you know. 
And um, one of the things that came out of it, I, I wanted to let me talk about was like Lucas as a world builder. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a piece of like throwaway dialogue that you're only going to pick up with subsequent viewings mm-hmm. is when Luke is asking Obi-Wan about his father and the Clone Wars are mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Obi-Wan's response is, oh, he, your father was a good friend and a cunning warrior. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's just all he says is, you know, he fought in the wars. He, he fought ne- in the Clone Wars. Yeah. He never mentions like what the man was like or anything else about him other than that. But it's like just in this one line of dialogue in what was probably an inexpensive but impressive set. It's a whole universe that's being established in that uh-huh. scene. And and that line spawned so many fan theories up until we had the Clone War movie about <laughs> what the Clone Wars were. Yeah. What is that? The Clone Wars? Uh-huh. What happened? Yeah. Was it across the galaxy? Was it on this planet? What what happened? Yeah. That is such an intriguing statement. And I mean, if you subscribe to the theory that, that, that Lucas didn't know what the rest of the story was going to be when he sat down to write episode four... Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell was he thinking when he said Clone Wars then? I don't know. It's some space I mean, gobbledygook. Yeah, you know? exactly. Did, did, I mean, I guess like most writers have a bunch of stuff in their bottom drawer mm-hmm. that maybe maybe he had written about the Clone Wars years before or whatever and, and just never, you know, who knows? Well, this movie's littered with gibberish. Yeah. Really? Right. But because of how real the world looks and feels and how the actors are performing, yeah. it, it just brushes right over. You're like, oh yeah, man, that's a Jawa. You know, yes, that's exactly. you know, I know. Right. whatever. Right. Who, who cares? What did he? Yeah, yeah. What did he? I mean, who, who who could say? Carrie Fisher's quoted as saying, "You could say you could read it, but you could never say it, uh-huh. or something like oh, that." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or maybe it was Mark Hamill. Uh-huh. I don't know. But dude, uh, some <laughs> of this stuff's hard to say, especially when they're saying it fast and yeah. like arguing. Like yeah, these are yeah. hard lines. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's why you need like these these professional voice actors to come in and just like do it in a studio apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like about the culture, people who like who aren't nerds otherwise can relate to nerds because of Star Wars. Yeah, you know it's it, it's one thing that like like the and when I common man versus nerd, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that that common man might be the biggest nerd for Star Wars there is, and he has no other nerd pursuits. That's true. You know, yeah, men or women, like they they're just. I watch it's, football yeah, and Star Wars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they can talk Star Wars. They're, they're going to bend your ear about Star Wars. His name's Dave. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And they don't know who the who the Green Arrow is. They, uh-huh. they, they, they right, have yeah, no yeah. clue about anything else. But, but like, it's just a, a huge obsession for so many people. Mm-hmm. And from so many, like, uh, I, I, I know a guy in my life who I have no, nothing in common with. Like, literally, we, we are, we are just, op, we are not. There's no way we could ever actually be friends. Right. And he loves Star Wars. And and we can talk Star Wars, you know, all the time. No problem. He really is knowledgeable about it. And mm-hmm. at the end, we shake hands and say, okay, well, you know, I'll see you to talk about Star Wars in a couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's it's just that that's it. You know, yep. it's a great leveler. And like we, it's all on all your t-shirts and everything. That's right. I'm wearing one now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a t-shirt, a Star Wars t-shirt. What are we on? Like episode 69 or something? Episode 69. There's wow. probably 30 episodes of me wearing a, a Star Wars shirt. I know. You know? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, th- there's been some, some Yoda socks but at like, one point. Oh yeah. That was great. <laughs> uh, no underwear though, folks. <laughs> but so, you know, you see someone wearing a Star Wars shirt and you, you you instantly know you're like, I'm one of, I'm with him. That's right. You know, I'm with that girl over there. Yep. She we, is in we, my tribe. We mm-hmm. are connected. Yep. And 
that's great. And it's a great icebreaker if you're like stuck in line at the grocery store or some reason. I don't know why you'd want to talk to anyone in line at the grocery <laughs> store, but maybe it's very awkward and you're like, oh, nice shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Get the conversation going. And if that's if that's where the conversation ends, then that's fine. That's but fine. Because you, you still were able to relate to your fellow human being based on this interest in the and same thing. And you know, because they're wearing a Star Wars shirt, they're going to be more than happy to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Because who would wear a Star Wars shirt if they don't want to talk about it? You would, you know, I, I have met them actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They're just like poor, like 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 <laughs> withdrawn people who who okay. like really want to want to you know show the world what their interests are, but they don't want to actually uh, share their interests with the world. And it's you know oh, well. it's because of I guess social anxiety and stuff. But you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty sad. That's sad. It is. You feel bad for those for those fellows. Poor nerds. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I don't want to talk to people in any way. So I know. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I, most of the time, I, who am I kidding? <laughs> I don't yeah, want to I, talk I, I, to yeah, anybody. That's right. Why am I going on about this? <laughs> it's great. We can talk. No, I don't want to talk. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else, Dave? I mean, you know, God, it, this this movie, it just it just ushered in so much, and and like the other part about like seeing movies over and over again. I I don't know that that existed to this extent before Star Wars. Maybe not. You know. I'm sure that people went and saw The Godfather ten times. I mean, yeah, you when, know, when in did a home month? video kick off? They, right around this time. It was around this time. It was around the eighties. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think the first VCRs were were coming out like in in like the late seventies. I mean, mm-hmm. they were probably five thousand dollars back then. But right. but it was you know, but it was it was starting to happen. Yeah, I mean, because before you'd have to go watch it. Yeah. At, at a theater. Yep. I don't know, man. And it would exist in a theater for years too. Like like yeah, like it was a movie still was the just yeah. you could go see you know um, a Doctor Strange Love in 1968 you know it, and and I mean which which is a, a totally strange world for me the idea of like just you know what are you gonna do tonight I'm gonna watch a movie We're, so that doesn't mean you're going home no you're going somewhere else yes which is so <laughs> strange I mean you know now it's like oh you got Netflix I guess yeah that's it right exactly I'm gonna go see Twelve Years a Slave tonight. or I'm gonna steal it on the internet. You know, yeah, that, that's I know, what it I know. is now. Right. So before you had to go out and sit next to someone with a Star Wars shirt on. And it could be roadshowed that way. And, and, and mm-hmm. like Star Wars, I mean, who, who God only knows how long it lasted in theaters. I mean, it was probably it, forever. It had to be a long time. Yeah. I mean, it was the highest grossing film yeah. of all time. Right. And, and, and it had to be in theaters longer than anything. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not like Gone with the Wind or something, but. I, yeah, um, I know. It definitely was in there. Right. I mean, it, it's it's one of the most famous movies ever made, and yeah, um, and and it and it uh, like the the whole thing, like I said, about seeing movies over and over, showing up in costume at a movie, um, because people were doing it for Episode Four, right? M- maybe not on opening night, but when they came back, they were all you know like, oh yeah, like people were wearing creepy costumes already. Yes, exactly. Yes, dude. I mean, that's insane. I know. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 they do that back then. Yeah. No one did that. No, and it was regular people like mm-hmm. just coming up with this stuff, and and it, and it just, I mean, God damn! I, I we we are, we already went a good fifteen minutes talking about what what a, what an amazing filmmaker George Lucas is, but his influence on culture is is mm-hmm. like almost unprecedented, just at least in film industry. <sighs> and then and then the Death Star blows up, and that's the end of the movie, folks. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to finish soon. Yeah, there was a line I caught in this viewing, where it's when the Jawas have been slaughtered because they're looking for the droids. Uh huh. The stormtroopers are looking for the droids, and Obi Wan is explaining to Luke 
that these blaster points are too accurate for sand people. <laughs> Only Imperials troopers have that kind of training. Holy crap, dude. Yet they miss every single Holy shot they crap. take. Holy crap, yeah. Wow, that's a gaping <laughs> hole, George. What were you thinking? Man. <laughs> yeah, I take everything I've said back. <laughs> right. Um, And did you, you know, um, <laughs> do you think Uncle Owen actually looks a little like Joel Edgerton? <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I could see it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know, like, well, I, I, you know what? I, I bet though that when they were when they were casting the prequel trilogy, uh-huh. I am sure, I am certain that, that that George wanted to get that right. Yeah, like you know? someone who kind of looks like him. Yeah, that's why they 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 did Obi Wan that way. Of course, you know. I mean, you and McGregor looks just like Alec Mc, Alec McGinnis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he, he does look like Alec McGinnis, and and you know, <laughs> but he also Al ha- McGinnis. Yes, oh God, that's right, St. Louis hockey player, uh, right? Uh, but but like he has the he had the voice down, he had everything, like he had all the mannerisms, he 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 knew how to do a young Alec Guinness. Uh huh. You know, you know so, they're talking about doing a couple Obi Wan spinoff movies. Yes, and Ewan is on board, man. If they do those. And because of his willingness to do them, they're going to do them. Well, of they're course. totally th- th- going to th- do them. That's what, that, I mean, okay, s- say you're pitching this movie right now. Well, uh, you know, and Ewan is interested. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you need to know. I mean, that's know. all you got to do. Ewan McGregor wants to be in this movie. Exactly. He wants to be in two more Star Wars movies. Write them. Write them. They don't even have to be good. People are going to watch those. They would ask for a draft on their desk in three weeks. Yep. You know, may- maybe maybe sooner, maybe 10 days. You're mm-hmm. going to go home and just like, you know, bust this out. Because can you believe, too, that we're getting these bonus Star Wars movies now? Yeah. Rogue One comes out this weekend, folks. I mean, how is that? I, I-, I never would have thought that was possible. I never did either. You know? And I never thought I'd see episode one. I mean, I never no, thought that. that's true. I never thought. Yeah. And here we are, all this years I, later. I definitely never thought I'd see episode seven. Well, did you ever think you'd see Mark Hamill? You know, I mean, no. like, like yeah, it's it's so it's so crazy. I mean, the the biggest movie in the world, and Mark Hamill is is you know is back. He's back, baby. I mean, it's it's just it's so nuts. <laughs> For the last thirty seconds, he's back. Uh, but that's, right, he's still back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we know he's gonna do something. So you know, yeah, I'm all excited now, Dave. I know. I'm on board with this. Of course. On our old podcast, we had an episode titled "George Lucas Sold My Soul" or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Which was probably just to grab hits, but you know, because <laughs> we were kind of fine with the Disney sale. Yeah, but, uh, of course. Yeah. Once we all calmed down and realized what it, what what, what, <laughs> what was a at good stake, thing this is exactly. And I think I called it. This is like four years ago or five. It, it was years 2012. Ago, yes. Yeah. Yes. I called it. They're going to build a theme park, and they're doing it, folks. Called it right here on the air. I mean, and we also like it. We called it. Now we haven't exactly called it, but okay. but you mentioned it earlier about like <laughs> Disney re-releasing the original, you know, versions. I think they will do that. We I talked about that on that episode as well. Oh, you know, did like, we? Like just talking because I mean, look, listen. If all you care about is making money, that's how they make money. You know how easy that is. Of course. I mean, just and, and snip, you can snip, snip, computer. And one you, hour, you're yes, done. And you don't even need to be. You don't. They don't even need to remaster them. You you, you could put like the original. Just like dirty, like through a beer glass film <laughs> on a DVD, and we'll buy it. You we know? will. I'd prefer it to be nice and neat. Of but, course, um, yes. But I whatever. Would love it. But yeah, dude, pay those dudes that did that whatever cut 
and the get, harmy cut, get right, it yeah. from them. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know if it's army or harmy or harmony. Whatever I don't it know, is. but yeah, get but, that cut. Yes. Okay, we've got to end things now. So uh, <laughs> we could go on and ramble forever. But I know. Whatever. Yeah, right. You know, we didn't talk about the movie too much, but Which, hopefully everyone found it interesting talking about Star Wars. Yeah, and, and I I knew that was going to happen. I'm glad it happened because I mean, if we went through this movie like we do. The Silence of the Lambs. We are doing it a disservice because it has so much, so much of a bigger, you know, like, like I guess, um, right. And I said Silence of the Lambs. That's got a big influence too. Let's say the Ice Storm. <laughs> you know, okay, that's a little better. <laughs> yeah, um, like just the culture surrounding Star Wars is what you talk about when you talk Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If you if you break down the minutia of the movie, then you know I, that, that's a whole different conversation. Everybody knows and, that, and everybody's already well aware of it. So yeah, yeah, whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah. That about wraps things up, folks. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes, and we're going to talk more Star Wars eventually, so stay tuned. Yeah. I don't know when, but we will. (laughs) Um, So if you don't use iTunes, we're on any other place, too, so look for us there, Dudes on Movies. Yes, um, and we also uh, have, uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Just look for Dudes on Movies. We'll come right up. That's where we where we do most of our interaction with fans, and we have uh-huh. a website, dudes on movies at gmail. Uh, I'm sorry, we have an email address, dudes on movies at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Yep, and we got an announcement here, folks. Everyone's going to be excited. Dave, why don't you tell everybody? We're doing uh, the famous dudes on demand. Um, mm-hmm. It's coming in January again. Uh, four weeks of listener requested material. Oh yeah, baby! So get them in now, because uh, it's gonna. You know, the line is it's queuing up already. Yep. So you know, make sure you get your get your demands in. Yep, make them good ones, folks. Yes, and they don't have to be bad movies. They don't have to be good movies. Nope. They don't have to be middling movies. Please don't make a middling movie. Yeah, movies. that's what God, we, we don't we hate want. Those. Right. <laughs> now that's all we're going to get. Uh, but yeah, Dudes on Demand is back. January, start the new year off right. That's right. Dudes on Demand. Mm-hmm. And now the next episode is going to be our Christmas episode, folks. And this is a doozy. <laughs> we're doing 1996's Santa with Muscles, starring Hulk Hogan. I don't even, I mean. Happy wh- holidays <laughs> from us to you. <laughs> oh my God. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.